Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of this second season of the Emotional Autoimmunity Podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Jeffrey, and today's episode is called Coronavirus Conversations and Opportunities. And I know, I know everybody's jumping on the coronavirus wagon and there are so many posts and things around it. But this really is a situation that we have not seen before, Um, certainly not in my lifetime, and I don't actually think anybody's really experienced anything like this. It is the first situation that we have been involved in where every single country in the world is going to be experiencing this and working out how we can react and respond to it. And there's going to be a lot of interesting things that we're going to learn from this experience about our political system, about our support structures, about our economies, about our coping skills. Um, So many things are going to come out as a result of everybody going through this experience. And I also wanted to talk about it as well, because I know that is especially affecting you um, as one of us who have chronic illness or chronic autoimmune conditions that as you're no doubt hearing every single day on the news that you know we are um, part of the population that is most at risk and I don't know about you but that hasn't exactly been a reassuring thing for me to hear. I also know that over the past three weeks since um, coronavirus really started coming out with the impact that it has and reaching my country and no doubt your country as well by now is that all of my clients have been feeling a greatly raised level of anxiety far beyond anything that they've experienced before. And so we have been coming up in the therapy sessions that I do with my clients um, with specific strategies and ways to help them to deal with these new challenges and these new issues that the coronavirus and all of the madness and the craziness that's coming on has brought into our lives. And also, There are some interesting opportunities that are coming up through this and some very positive conversations that we can have about this. So let's go through these different sections of the podcast um, one by one. So the first thing to understand is that as people with chronic illness, we are very well placed to be able to deal with the uncertainties of life because as you know even if you're still looking for a diagnosis or you already have your diagnosis that when you have chronic autoimmune conditions or chronic illness um, uncertainty is part of our lives now uncertainty in all areas of our lives so from how we're going to be feeling from day to day moment to moment Uh, how our energy levels are going to be, um, how any symptoms are going to be presenting themselves to our ability to concentrate and focus, uh, to our ability to do things and um, how abled or disabled we are in our bodies 
at different times. And that is one of the biggest challenges of chronic illness, right? That you lose that certainty and that security and that predictability that was present in your life before you developed your chronic illness. So in a sense, we've been preparing for something like this for quite a long time. Um, and it's interesting for me watching the responses to the healthy community that they are very much going through similar things that we have already been through. So we are seeing so many people panicking um, about getting sick, so many people worrying about getting something that is going to kill them or disable them, so many people worrying about um, what the experience is going to be like going through, so many people making such a big deal about needing to self-isolate when, you know, we know that that's pretty much a normal part of our lives. Um, that unless we need to go out into the world, um, that we're not really doing that as as much, because especially those of us who are on immunosuppressant medication. You've got to be very careful about where you go and staying away with people who may have active diseases and viruses, because as you know, you catch everything. So from an anxiety perspective, the best thing that you can do is one, know you are used to dealing with a certain level of anxiety, right? So use your coping skills that you already have. And if you don't feel like you have any coping skills, then here's what you need to do. The first thing you need to do is stay in the present moment. And unless you actually have the coronavirus at the moment, in this present moment, nothing apart from your normal life is happening to you. So yes, things might be disrupted. Um, there could be issues with work. I know a lot of people, um, because places have closed, that you may not be able to go to your regular employment situations at the moment. But still, try not to give in to fear because it is not going to help you feel better and it is not going to make any difference at all. In fact, it has the potential to make things worse. So it's far better for you to focus on what you can do. So that is get support wherever you can. If in your particular country they are offering any sort of financial support, for businesses or sole traders or individuals who are in hardship, look into that and organise that as soon as possible. You all know about washing your hands. You all know about those straightforward, practical things that you can do. But the biggest thing that you need to do is manage your mind. Stay in the present moment as much as possible. Do lots of reassurance of yourself. Now, you need to really understand that no matter what information is being put about by experts, whether they're immunologists or scientists or anything else, because this is a completely new situation at a worldwide level, because this disease is a new disease, nobody actually really knows what 
is going to happen. So everything that's being put out at the moment is statistics, which really give you numbers. It doesn't tell you anything about the quality of life or the health situation or whether the people affected were smokers or non-smokers or had you know, other things that contributed to them catching or um, being affected by the coronavirus. Economists are coming out with dire predictions about what's going to happen to the economy. Um, there are lots of negative, scary, fear-based things going on at the moment. Now, this is how the media always operates, right? This is how our normal nightly news operates. The focus is on the things that are going on in the world, that are going wrong in the world, like natural disasters, accidents, plane crashes, um, diseases, political upheavals, like all of these things that are negative, that are scary, and that we have absolutely no control over. So if you are anxiously watching the news and trying to update yourself on everything with the coronavirus for your own peace of mind, stop. Choose what to follow. Unfollow things. Uh, I stopped watching the news well, decades ago, at least 10 years ago, because as I said before, it only raised my levels of anxiety. All of the things that we're talking about, there was nothing that I could do about it. And it just didn't do anything for me, right? So I just listened to the news updates on the hour if I want to keep informed. Um, I only have to do that a couple of times a day, so normally in the morning or maybe in the afternoon. So it just tells me anything that's really important that I need to pay attention to. And so far, um, apart from, you know, things like special hours, opening up at local supermarkets for people with chronic disabilities or chronic illnesses or the elderly, and there's really nothing much that interests me at all. It's just, that's the only way that I choose to be informed. Facebook and social media can be a little bit of a minefield at the moment. So if I have um, friends on Facebook who are consistently posting all this scary stuff about coronavirus, I'm just, you know, putting them on mute for a little while or unfollowing their stuff just until things calm down. Again, there is nothing that I can do about it and I certainly don't need any additional stress added into my life. And create your own little bubble of safety at home. You can only focus on the things that are within your control. So as much as possible, that's where you want to be staying. And I know there's a lot of fear out there and fear is really contagious. We are seeing people doing horrible things because they are afraid or because they are trying to make a profit from it. And this is what always happens in times of hardship, whether it's through sickness or whether it's through financial or political upheaval, there's always going to be those things. So try to focus on the people who are doing good things at the moment. I mean, there are wonderful people who are going out and shopping for the elderly or the sick or disabled. There are people displaying random acts of kindness by doing things like distributing toilet paper um, to the people in their street, which is lovely. So there are some really good things going on at the moment. There are lots of businesses offering free support to people, free programs, free meditations. There is a whole lot of people giving very generously to help um, 
just to help people and to be of service and to try to um, add some positivity into a very tense and very anxiety-ridden situation. So as much as possible, stay in your own little bubble, offer yourself lots of reassurance, stay out of any scary what-if stories that are going on, the time to deal with getting the viruses if you actually get the virus. And even then, don't rush off to the hospital, right? In most countries, there are phone lines you can call if you fear that you have the coronavirus. In many cases, people can get through it at home by self-isolating and just taking care, all right? If you are profoundly affected with um, any chronic illnesses that are in the lungs, or any issues like that, then definitely get yourself off to hospital as soon as you can. But apart from that, let's try and stay calm and not overload the health systems in our countries and states and counties. All right, that's really, really important. Just stay calm as much as you possibly can. So the other issue that I wanted to talk about is that opportunities, right? Here is a really fantastic opportunity to get one of the things that we have always wanted. And what have we always wanted? We want people to understand what it's like to have chronic illness, like right? people to understand what we have been going through. And here is a fantastic opportunity to start having conversations about this to get some empathy and support. Because one of the fascinating things that I've been watching, because I always have been a social observer and I always have a people watcher, and as an introvert, I'm really, you know, always watching people trying to work out how they feel and what they're doing. And as a therapist, even more so, right? I'm always trying to make sense of the world and what's going on and look at things from an emotional um, and psychological perspective. So first thing that we're seeing is people are having a taste of what is like to have chronic illness. They are afraid for their lives. They have realised that health is not guaranteed for everyone they are worried about getting a disease they are worried about the impact it's going to have on them they are feeling um, really afraid and isolated through self-isolation at home or if they've had to isolate because somebody in the family has the virus so they're going through a lot of the things that we have already experienced that anxiety of day to day not knowing what's coming that fearful anxiety state that we live in, the uncertainty, not knowing what the disease is going to do to you. Like so many of the things that people are afraid of now or concerned about now or complaining about now are things that we already deal with on a daily basis. So this creates an opportunity for all of those people in your family or the people around you to start opening up conversations like one, we're in a great position to give advice about how to deal with this stuff. So many of us, because of the limitations in our health and energy, have had to find creative solutions about doing the simple things in life, how we do our shopping, how we get our supplements, how we do self-care, how we deal with self-isolation, all of those different things. We're in a perfect position to offer advice and support 
to these family members for whom this is all completely new, right? So we've got real life skills and we've been preparing for a situation like this for a long time. So we can offer people some real practical ideas and solutions and also start to engage them in some empathy building conversations. Things like, you know, this is what it's like. I, I know you're going through a really difficult time at the moment and I know this was all new to you and it's the first time that you've ever felt such a, a severe impact to your health and worried about your future and not being able to take your health um, for granted. And I so relate to this because this has been my experience with chronic illness. So you can start to have these conversations, start to build empathy because people are now going to be so much more aware that what they're experiencing is just a small taste of what you've been going through. So you can offer that advice and support and encouragement and also have those practical conversations and say things like, you know, this is what it's like for me and these are the things that I've been trying to tell you for so long. And that once coronavirus is over, and it is eventually going to be over, it will run its course through the population, um, we're going to be dealing with whatever issues are left from that, whether it's economic or social or jobs or, or, or any of those different sorts of things, and we will still have all of the issues of chronic illness to deal with. And so I hope that you can remember what you've been through with this coronavirus and that when I do tell you that life is difficult and when I do, you know, confide in you that, you know, the illness scares me sometimes and I don't know what's going to happen to me and I don't know if this is going to lead to more disability or even my death or if I do feel isolated or if I do feel sad because I'm so limited in what I can do, that you can remember back to how you felt when the coronavirus was at its peak and all of the fear and all of the uncertainty and everything that you dealt with then, um, that you can understand that this is what I'm going through, that you can understand that this experience will continue on for me and that your support and your encouragement uh, is, is really going to be important to me going forward. So I think there are some really good opportunities, one, to be of service to other people and two, to build those bridges of empathy so that people can start to understand that this is what it feels like to have chronic illness. This is just a small taste of the limitations and the fear and the isolation and the anxiety and the uncertainty that comes along with chronic illness and what we deal with on a daily basis. So best thoughts for you to take away, start to think about what practical advice that you can offer your family, start to think about any conversations that you can have to build that empathy bridge and please remember to stay in in your own little bubble, right? Don't indulge in the fear. Don't let the fear take hold of you. It is not going to help you. And if you need some support, 
you have the opportunity to book your free 25 minute discovery session with me. So I'm taking on new clients at the moment. As I said, all of my clients are really feeling this. So you are not alone. It is not just you. And we're coming up with specific skills and strategies to help you um, get through these things. So that's one thing. The other thing that you can do as you can head over to the products at my emotionalautoimmunity.com website. There is a product in there called the Relaxed Hypnotherapy Bundle. So it's a beautiful, powerful 40-minute hypnotherapy that is designed to relax the body and relax the mind. It is very comforting, it is very reassuring, and it is very positive. So you get that, that you can listen to day or night, especially at night, it is going to help you sleep, it is gonna help you relax, and it's gonna help you stop all of that what-if stories and the anxiety that's going through your mind right now. You also get the ebook, where it's got practical tools, tips, and strategies on how to stop those anxiety thoughts and stop you spiraling into that fear and there's also an audio version of that ebook it is $25 Australian you can download it to your computer and you can use it as often as you want it is perfect for when you are feeling absolutely overwhelmed by fear and anxiety it will help you I absolutely promise that and it's going to help you feel better. So remember only $25 Australian, that's there for you. You've got the free discovery session. Um, you've got all of the podcasts to listen to. You've got my blog post. I did one recently about dealing with fear. I did another one about dealing, um, being a highly sensitive person. That's going to help you understand how you might be reacting to this whole thing, feeling all the emotions of other people, feeling overwhelmed by that anxiety that they're all experiencing. So that's going to help you as well. So there are so many resources you can get over at my website, emotionalautoimmunity.com. I hope this podcast has been valuable to you. If it has, I would love you to leave a review and I would love you to share it. So I'm going to be back with you in another couple of weeks with another podcast talking about the emotional issues of chronic illness that are important to us and some practical solutions that are going to help you deal with it. So thanks, everyone. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time. Bye.